0: Can Maryland's defense win games for the Terps? You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and thank you for making us part of your team day and download the game time app and create an account and use locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. After watching the Terps beat Michigan State, I can say that the Maryland defense can win games for the Terps. Not something I've always been able to say for the Maryland Terrapins. I don't know the last time I've been able to say it. we can depend on the defense to win us games and Sometimes they can carry us, and it's not always going to be on the right arm of Talia Tunga Viola or the wide receiver room or the running back room. The defense can absolutely win games for the Terps this year, in the past years, like I said, not have not been able to say that. Look at last year. The Terps allowed 23.2 points a game last year, which was good for 43rd in the country. Not a horrible number, but not a number that's going to be able to carry you in games and be able to win games for you. Maryland ranked 47th in total defense last year. We lacked a pass rush, and we cannot stop the run at times. And teams also passed all over us at times. But I'm willing to say... That this year, it's different. It's not like last year. I think we have a borderline top 25 defense. And later on, I'll get into some stats to support that. But I think the Maryland Terrapins defense can really win games for us this year. I've talked about it with the secondary. I thought our secondary is one of the best in the Big Ten, starting with the safety unit of Bo and Dante. They showed out against Michigan State, both of them, on the Maryland Terrapins Instagram Dante Trader just got named the defensive player of the week for the Maryland Terrapins. They name one every week on their Instagram. I'm not exactly sure who chooses chooses Dante to be the defensive player of the week or who makes that choice. But Dante was the defensive player of the week, and I didn't even consider him. But going back and watching the game and going through some of the plays on defense, Dante absolutely deserved to be in there. He had three pass deflections and a half of a tackle for loss. So he was all over the field. Three pass deflections in one game is really impressive. And a lot of people don't talk about Dante, but he is one of the best safeties in the Big Ten. And you see three pass deflections. That is a big difference in the game. That's the difference between getting off the field on the third down. That's the difference between having the Michigan State team punt and other teams having to punt. That's just one way where I think the Maryland defense can – Win us games that time. And Bo Bray, don't forget about the other safety. He's one of the best safeties in the country. He's all over the field. He makes plays all over the field. He had an interception against Michigan State. Another example, another player that can make a play, that can be a difference in the game, that can increase our momentum. That's just a safety unit. That's not even talking about the cornerback unit as a whole. Tarheeb still had another pick against Michigan State, and he has three picks on the year, had two picks against Virginia. A big reason why we won against UVA was the play of Tar Heap still. Without those two interceptions, I'm not going to say we don't win. I think we still win, but that's a big difference in the game, and you don't know what can happen. One of them came when we were down 21-14 in the end zone, and Tar Heap still gets a pick. That's another example of me of the cornerback room being able to clearly allow us to win a game and getting a stop for the Terps and really carrying us and then you look at glendon miller who had another who had a pick against michigan state too we had a bunch of forced turnovers on the defensive side of the ball glendon miller the 64 guy who is showed as a safety he can play in the slot overall rangy, really good player. His interception was impressive. He had a pick against Michigan State. There's just so many examples of different players on the defense in the secondary, especially specifically talking about the secondary, that can win us games, whether it's a Tar Heap still pick, whether it's three pass deflections from Dante Trader against Michigan State, whether it's a bow Braid pick on the first drive against Michigan State. There are multiple examples. Just You can just pick it out from the Michigan State game, but from the whole entire year of the Maryland Terrapins over and over again, their defense being able to make plays, especially forcing turnovers. That's one of the biggest things right now. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but Maryland Terrapins defense has been able to force a lot of turnovers. So there's multiple examples from Michigan State of just the secondary. I just read you three examples. Dante Trader, three pass deflection. Glendon Miller, pick. Bo Breda, pick. That's just from the secondary. The secondary, basically, we could have won the game with just the secondary playing the way it did. The offense didn't even have to put up that many points. I know they put up 31, but that's just one example of the defense in the secondary carrying us, or not carrying us, but giving us an opportunity to win the game and Allow the defense to carry us in a way, even if our offense didn't need it that day, it might come up in another game. But it, it's not just the secondary; it's the linebacker room. I think we also have one of the best linebacker rooms in the Big Ten. There's depth along it. We have a star power. We have freshmen that is really good. We have a lot going on in that linebacker room. And again, it's it stepped up against Michigan State and showed that it can help us beat a Michigan State team, and we could depend on the defense. Wheatland, Caleb Wheatland, who's played awesome. I can't say enough about Caleb Wheatland. He always making plays. The true sophomore gets overshadowed by Deshaun Barham, who's also the true sophomore. But Wheatland had a sack again on a huge difference-making play. Hippolyte, he hasn't played amazing football yet, but he's played solid football, and now he had a great game against Michigan State with six tackles. And, of course, Sean Barham had four tackles. It was a quieter day for Barham, but we know what Barham can do, whether it's on the edge, whether it's blitzing, whether it's stopping the run, whether it's in pass defense. The linebacker room is showing that it can really carry us, and we can depend on the linebacker room, and they're able to win a game. So the combination of I'm thinking of the secondary – in the linebacker room with what Barham brings, being a freshman All-American last year, being one of the best players in the Big Ten. And i look at Hippolyte, if he starts stepping up and plays really well with his experience. And then gote also has made a couple of really good plays in the linebacker room. And Wheatland's playing really well between the secondary in the linebacker room. I'm confident that this year we're going to look back at the end of the year and we're going to say, Talia didn't have it that day. Or Roman Hemby couldn't get anything going or our wide receiver room couldn't get open, but our defense stepped up and we won a 14 to 10 game or something like that. Or maybe it's not quite 14 to 10, maybe it's 21 to 10, but the offense still struggled the whole day. And I think they're showing that against a Michigan state, but they're also showing that for the rest of the year. And then not, it's not just, it's all three units. It's a defensive line too. Michigan state had 31 carries for 102 yards, averaging under four yards per carry, Quayshawn Fuller, the defensive end, he stepped up for the Maryland Terrapins, had a sack. Tommy King Basote was the highest graded highest graded player on the defense side of the ball at a seventy six point one on PFF, which is a very solid grade. So the defensive line's playing pretty well. It's back-to-back weeks with averaging under four yards per carry. UVA, they only gave up 3.0 yards against rushing for UVA. So my biggest concern was could we stop the run? But against Michigan State, against UVA, we've done a pretty good job of stopping the run so far. So the defensive line is stepping up. The linebacker room, I already kind of knew what's going to be good, and I knew the secondary was going to be really good. It's starting to look like on defense – we can really win games on defense, which I don't think I've ever said a Maryland Terrapin team could do. I didn't even expect going into this year to be able to win games on defense with losing Deontay Biggs, with losing and Bennett, with losing all those guys, especially in the secondary to just replenish, really speaks to how Coach Loxley has recruited overall and where we are as a program. And a lot of Big Ten schools, they have that. Michigan can win a game off their defense. They win multiple games off their defense. They run the ball and play good defense. Ohio State, they can win they just beat Notre Dame because of their defense. They didn't beat Notre Dame because of their offense went for 35. They beat Notre Dame because their defense stepped up and played really well against Sam Hartman. A bunch of Big 10 teams, Penn State, they can they can win games on defense. They just allowed zero points to Iowa. A bunch of Big 10 teams win games on defense and that's what Maryland's showing so far. And it's all three units, like I said. Let me read you some of the stats if you don't believe me that the defense has really stepped up and is winning us a lot of these games. Maryland's defense ranks 12th in the country in points allowed at 14.3. So we're top 15 in the country in points allowed. And I know what you guys are going to say. We haven't really played anyone, Towson, Charlotte, whatever, whatnot. At the end of the day, the stats are the stats. And until we continue to go, this is what I have to go off of. And obviously, it's going to get worse. It is. Penn State probably is going to score more than 14 against us. Ohio State probably going to score more than 14 against us. Other teams are probably going to score more than 14 against us. But right now, defense is showing the ability to carry us. And I think it will still be like that even when teams are scoring more points. So we rank 12th in the country in points allowed. And we're 15th in the country in opponent points per game at 0.208, which is kind of a weird stat. But it was an interesting one that I saw that I wanted to read out And then in terms of turnovers, we're the best in the country right now at forcing turnovers. We're number one in turnovers per game in the country, in the whole entire country. It's not Georgia. It's not Michigan. It's not... Bama, we're number one at forcing turnovers in the country at 3.3 per game. So I hope that stays up. And then we're number two in turnover margin at above two. So obviously, I don't know if that's going to stay consistent. But overall, what we've seen through the first four games is that the Maryland defense can carry us to wins. And we don't always have to depend on Talia. And the number one thing, a mark of a really good team is being able to win in different, way, different ways. And the Maryland defense is showing the ability to do that. Michigan State game was great. We played well, but I'm still kind of concerned. I'll tell you about that after this message from the game time map. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I've been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. The Michigan State game was great. We played amazing. But there are areas I am still very concerned about. And let's get right into it. Let's talk about the running game. I talked about it yesterday, but I want to touch on it again. It was so bad against Michigan State. Date. Hemby had 10 carries for 12 yards with a 1.2 average. I just can't get over that stat. I don't know what we need to do, but we absolutely need to find a way to get Roman Hemby going. If we get the run game going, we could be scary. We just got announced that after the Indiana game, big noon, big fox kickoff is coming to is going to the Ohio State-Maryland game at 12. So we're going to have a big pregame. It's at Ohio State, but it's still going to be an exciting time to be Maryland Terrapins fan because we might go into that game ranked. But we are going to need the running game, and Roman Hemi absolutely, if we have any chance, I'm looking way ahead, but that's what we do sometimes. If we want any chance of competing with Ohio State and anyone, really, even Indiana next week, Roman Hemby can't average 1.2 yards or Littleton had nine carries for 3.7 yards he's kind of been like that the whole entire year he hasn't averaged very many yards per carry at all he's been under four like the whole year but overall those two guys are supposed to be the one to punch and they're kind of regressing a little bit throughout the season after the huge game against Charlotte for Roman Hemby he's averaged like below three yards per carry every game So something needs to be fixed. I don't know if it's more of an offensive line problem, but that leads me to the offensive line. They played well against the pass. They didn't allow a sack. And Coach Lockley has finally found his starting five, which isn't my concern with Gottlieb, Kyle Long, DJ Glaze, Corey Bullock, Eric Harris are the starting group. But against the run blocking that I saw was not great at all. And something needs to be fixed in there. Right now it's only Coley McDonald playing well, and this is my concern. At a certain point, if Coley McDonald continues and continues and continues to play well, then I can't blame everything on the offensive line because clearly they're creating holes for Coley McDonald. I don't think they have a problem with Roman Hemby and Anton Littleton where it's personal and they don't want to block for them those guys. But if Coley McDonald continues to find holes and gets yards, then I have to place. A lot of the blame on Hemby and Littleton for not being able to find the holes that Colby McDonald's able to find. He's top 10 in the country in terms of average yards per carry. So it's a really weird dynamic where we have two guys who for two straight games, I, we can't get going. And then we have our third string, Colby McDonald, who's top 10 in yards per carry. So that's definitely a concern for me. That needs to get more consistent and, and smooth itself out. Because I don't think Colby McDonald's going to be able to continue to average above seven yards per carry and almost eight yards. It's just not going to happen. So, overall, I'm a little bit concerned about the run game. A lot concerned. Not a little bit. I'm a lot concerned about the run game and needs to get fixed fast. And then we'll move on to Jayshon Jones. He had a really concerning game. I've said this about the wide receiver room, though, that it's so deep that it's not going to be every game everyone's going to have, like, 50 yards. It's not going to be like that. Some got times it's going to be Ty Felton going, for a bunch of yards, which he did. He led our team in receiving yards. Sometimes it's going to be Caden Praether, Sometimes it's going to be Octavian Smith. Sometimes it's going to be Jayshon Jones, who led our team in yards against Virginia. But it's not going to be that everybody has a lot of yards. But Jayshon Jones not having a single stat in the game concerns me. Our leading receiver from last year with all those NFL guys we had, Rakeem Jarrett, Copeland, Dante Demas, all those guys that the Maryland Terrapins had last year and now – and. Out of that group, Jason Jones was the leading receiver. And he's back, of course, and he's played awesome throughout the year. But no stat for Jason Jones, not Clea fighting him once, his favorite target once, not a screen, not anything, not a handoff on a jet sweep, nothing for Jason Jones. So that did concern me a little bit. I'm not hugely concerned on a scale of a lot to a little concern. I'd say a little on the terms of the scale of the run game. From a lot to a little, I would say I'm really concerned about the run game, a little bit concerned about Sean Jones because of the deepness in that wide receiver room, and there's so many people that need to get the ball, and I expect him to come out against Indiana and have another big game. Okay, so I talked about how the turnover margin is awesome right now and how we rank like top in the country in turnover margin and forcing turnovers per game or top two and whatnot for that for the Maryland Terrapins, but honestly – I'm really concerned about it because similar to what I said about Coley McDonald, not being able to continue to run the ball really well and that not being able to happen. I'm concerned that the, that we're not going to be able to continue to continue to force turnovers. I almost can guarantee we're not going to be able to continue to force turnovers at the rate we are. We can be a great defense at turning over the ball, but it's not going to continue to be like three turnovers a game, and we're not going to win the turnover margin by two every game. That would be awesome. I would love for that to happen, but I almost can put money on it that that will not happen. So overall, I'm concerned that once those turnovers start going down, that the defense is forcing, even though I hope that it doesn't, I hope it stays the same, but realistically, we got to talk realistically. I think that it will. Then I'm concerned that the Maryland's offense is not going to be able to outscore the opposing offenses. I talked about how I think the defense can carry us to wins. I do, I do. But we're winning the turnover margin heavy right now. So when we don't win the turnover margin, maybe we go minus one, minus two in the turnover margin. We haven't proven that we can win a game like that yet. Obviously, you don't want to get there. It's always one of the keys. But I'm just concerned that we're not going to be able to continue that trajectory of forcing all the turnovers that we're playing, especially going against better quarterback play. In the next couple of games, when we get to the meat of our schedule, we haven't hit the hard part of our schedule. So I'm concerned that when we don't win the turnover margin, when the turnover margin is even or anything like that, that that it's going to come back and bite us because of all these other games we just been. Winning the turnover margin by a lion. we're just getting more possessions, clearly, than the other team. And it's so hard to win games against us when we're winning the turnover margin by three against Michigan State. So I'm concerned about that. I'm also still concerned about the slow starts, which was before the Michigan State games. But now it's slow starts slash slow finish. We came out hot against Michigan State, starting 14-0, starting fast. And the offense slowed down after... All the game plan stuff kind of came out the window and we just had to call plays. It slowed down a lot. So And then before, we couldn't start fast. So I'm concerned about starting slow or starting fast still. Obviously, it's football. You're not going to play really well for four quarters. But overall, I'm concerned that we aren't going to be able to win games when we slow down throughout the game or we get punched in the mouth in the first plays of the game, and we're down 14-0. Overall, I'm concerned about that for the Maryland Terrapins overall. And then maybe my biggest concern is Talia injuries. Every single game, I knock on wood, but there is always some type of hit where he takes and he gets up slow and it looks like he's going to be injured. He's not a big guy at 5'10", and he plays a pretty – backyard-style play where he likes to create out of the pocket. He likes to get out the pocket and make plays. And sometimes he takes hit out of bounds, and he's pretty small. And I'm concerned that he's going to get hurt. I am. I have to talk about it because it happened again against Michigan State. He took a hit, and it looked like he might have been out for the game. I tweeted out. I was like, I hope Talia is okay. He came back, played Pretty well, but I'm concerned about the hits that Talia takes sometimes and that I just want him to be protect himself overall. But that's it pretty much for all my concerns. I'd say the biggest one is definitely the run game overall. I'm really concerned about the run game and getting that going. And then also the slow starts and the slow finish. I'm really concerned about those overall. A Maryland basketball player is about to commit. I'll tell you about who he is. After this message from Locked On and DoorDash. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College shows, covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your Restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery deliveries that actually deliver too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy the quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use Locked On College at checkout. Limited times offer, terms apply. Four star Matthew Hodge is about to commit to the Maryland Terrapins. Jeff Ehrman, the 247 analyst for the Maryland Terrapins. Just put in a crystal ball for Matthew Hodge on 247. And it's been looking like a while that we're going to land this kid. But I'm almost 100% certain that the commitment is coming soon. So I wanted to talk about him a little bit. We've been talking about football a lot. But I wanted to give you some of the basketball recruiting news that I know a lot of you guys want. Matthew's from New Jersey. Belmar, New Jersey is the fifth-ranked player in New Jersey 18th ranked power forward in the 24 class, 92nd ranked player in the country. So he is a top 100 player, according to 247. He is a four star and he's a really talented player. I got a chance to check out some of his highlights before the podcast. He's 6'8, 6'9, 200 pounds, has a good balance of length and size. So his body is. It's really, I love where his body's at because he's pretty filled out, but he also has a lot of room to grow in terms of continuing to fill out and getting stronger. So once he gets in Maryland, this guy has a chance to be pretty strong for his size. And then also he's got length on him at 6'8 power forward. He also had offers from Villanova, Penn State, Virginia, and more. But so he had elite offers, but Maryland looks like they're going to win his win him out, and his game is absolutely perfect for college. Go watch his tape; he does everything you want. He's going to be a guy that just comes in and can play. I think he can play right away. But pick and pop from the power forward position, he does, which is kind of what the modern game is moving towards. You want your four man to be able to shoot the ball, stretch the floor, and I think he brings that a lot. He brings that with the picket And it's not like it's an awkward release, but he can still kind of shoot it. It's not that. He is a smooth, it's silky smooth release coming from a power forward, coming from a 6'8 guy. He can really shoot it. It's going to translate to the college game. It's perfect mechanics when you look like it. It's a pretty shot, and it's just a smooth overall release. But he also can drive the ball. Um, and I think offensively he has a lot of offensive – upside right away. He can drive the ball. He can handle it for a four. He does a lot of things well. So this is a guy that Maryland really wants, and he's a solid athlete. If you look up him, you'll see a bunch of clips of him dunking on people and whatnot. So he's got some bounce for 6'8", but Matthew Hodge overall really impressed me on the film. I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to go up in the rankings, especially on other websites, but this will be a big pull for the Maryland Terrapins. He's one of those guys that's not going to be like a one and done or anything like that but he's going to be a four year just or three year or, or what whatever it is he'll be in college for most of his career who knows what happens but that's kind of how I see it right now but he's a guy that can like right away help out and then Two, three years down the line, you're looking at him as one of our best players. I think that's exactly what Matthew Hodge brings as a college player. And then maybe if he's still at Maryland as a senior, you could be like, oh, he's one of the best players in the Big Ten for what he brings. I think that's what Matthew Hodge is. He's an overall going to be a four-year player that can play right away and then if we compare him and it can become a domino effect we know we want Derek queen the five star if we can pair matthew hodge and Derek queen i love that for our front court going forward they're both power forwards kind of but it's a good problem to have obviously Derek queen being a five star and matthew hodge being a four star but i think kevin willard's doing a good job i know some maryland fans are like questioning what's going on with the basketball recruiting because there's not been 124 that's landed but they're coming right now. Thanks for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. And again, we'll be back tomorrow. To, we'll start getting into the Indiana game. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.